Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 513. I'm your host, Krista Jones, coming to you live from Merritt, Columbia, where it's currently minus 22 degrees. And the only thing that that is is fucking cold. Um, yeah, so anyhow, we're in, we're in the mid-off-season. Uh, mid-off-season? No, we're in the off-season. Just started. Uh, we've moved our podcast from Wednesday nights to Thursday nights now. Sorry for any confusion, or if you're out looking for it and can't find it, as of yesterday, you'll find it today or tomorrow. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. We're going to be doing Thursday nights from now on. Uh, it's a long uh, reason why we're doing it. We, I like doing it on Thursday nights, but we don't, during the season, we have games on Thursday nights, so we move it to Wednesday. So Thursday night is going to be our, our, our go-to night for the rest of the off season, if that's uh, really good for anybody, well, I mean, hey, it doesn't matter. You can pick it up on demand anywhere, wherever you want, listen to your podcast, and you guys know that. So, but it just affects us because we have to do it Thursday nights. Anyhow, um, Will's not going to be with us tonight. I actually don't know why, and I forgot all about the fact that he wasn't going to be here tonight. So, we, I mean, we could have done the show Friday night, and then he could have participated, and that would have been fine. Uh, very rare does Will ever miss a show. In fact, I, I don't think he's missed six of them in, in five years uh, that he's been with us. And uh, so he's usually the, the one that's always here. And uh, unfortunately, he's not here today, and I don't remember why or if he actually told us. I'm going to open up the mics right now, and we've got uh, Charles Cliff and Rudy. How are you guys? Uh, Rudy, go ahead. Say good morning, good evening, good night, good, good something. Hey. Yeah, good evening, everyone, and it's good to be uh, with everyone tonight, and uh, looking forward to a, a good show. Did we lose CJ? Uh-oh, I think we might have. Oh, did we just what continue happened? on? I guess. I don't as know. Long as, we're, as long as we're still on the air. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. <laughs> well, I'm here, too. Hello. Um, where did... I'm sure CJ got back. Maybe he cut out there. I don't know. Did, He's up in Merritt, and he's in his truck there, and... Uh, no, that's not what uh, happened. Oh, there Blog he is. Talk bitch just ki- Blog Talk Bitch just kicked me out. Well, that's wrong. I had to call back. I know. And I'm actually not in my truck tonight because I couldn't get any Wi-Fi out in the yard. I don't know why. Minus 22, I don't know think that really matters. But I'm in the house, I'm in the kitchen, and like I was telling Rudy before you came on... Uh, when we were off the air, is that, you know, I'm in a house full of seven people here, and it's going to get noisy. Little kids are trying to go to bed and stuff, and there's going to be some war zone happening in here. So I'm kind of hoping that they're going to be quiet. But anyhow, uh, sorry about that. Uh, Charles. Hello. Welcome to the show, bud. Thank you. How you doing? I'm good. We're just uh, in a cold snap down here. We had snow a couple of days ago. Uh, other than that, we're good. Yeah. What do you call cold? Well, uh, today, well... Not as cold as it is there, that's for sure. We were, I think we were minus nine today. Or wow, where are we right now? <laughs> for, for this area, that's extremely cold. 
And oh, yeah. People laugh the hu- all, humidity well, level? Yeah, the people say, oh, well, we got minus 25, minus 30. It's a different story altogether. Because when you oh, got mixed yeah. humidity in, it feels a whole lot colder than minus 9. And the oh, I'll take cold. my minus 22 any day over that oh, yeah. temperature down there. Any day. Yeah. No kidding. So, yeah. I, I've lived down there for... 55 years, so no, I, I know exactly what it's like. Well, not 55, like 53. Place. I was two years in Saskatchewan. It was the longest decade of my life. <laughs> I took my dog for a walk about an hour ago. I came back. I felt like a popsicle. It's cool well, I was there. in the hot tub today. I was today, bundled up, too. And I had, like, yeah. I, I was in the hot tub today, and my hair, which is kind of spiky, it's up in the air, was, was all frozen. It was like little icicles sitting in on top of my head. It's kind of weird. Grandkids loved it. Anyhow. Okay. So, uh, anything interesting you guys want to talk about right now? Or are we going to jump right into some football? I mean, we have lots to talk about. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Jump right into the football. We've got a uh, 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 an agenda here that Charles built, and we're going to go from there. There's some kind of big, kind of big topics, and there's some things that are really not much to say about, you know? Um, Michael Shea um, has agreed to terms with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on a three-year coaching extension. None of the details have been made public, nor will they ever be made public, because we have no idea what these guys make. Uh, It's one of those uh, very transparent things that the CFL has, because they, they like to be transparent. So, uh, yeah, we get no, no information at all on this. Um, the document isn't signed yet. It's agreed on terms between O'Shea and the bomber. So the contract's being either uh, written up and then it's got to go to O'Shea's lawyer or it's got to go to the bomber's lawyer first, make sure it's okay. Then it's got to go to the uh, uh, O'Shea's lawyer and they're going to say it's okay and then they're going to sit down and have a signing party probably within the next week. That's what yep. I would suggest is happening. Um, is this good news? It's good news for the league. It's good news for, without question, it's good news for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Michael Shea is a great coach. He's done a wonderful job in, um, in Winnipeg. The, the, the players love him there. Everything is wonderful. Uh, so him staying there is a good thing. Um, did we anticipate him going somewhere else? Well, there was always talk about him going to Toronto because Toronto is his team, right? I mean, he played for the Argonauts for a decade, and uh, and he had at one time expressed interest in coaching in Toronto. But how do you get rid of Ryan Dinwiddie when he just won a Grey Cup? You don't, right? Well, so I also think yeah. – I mean, I think 2019, if the Bombers don't win and they lose out in the, in the West final or semifinal again, he could have very, very easily went East. Oh, but, without uh, question, he could have. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I think now for him playing in front of 28, 30,000 fans every night and then going to Toronto and playing in front of friends and family, it's kind of tough. I mean, hopefully Toronto can build on the Grey Cup win. Um, they haven't in the past uh, when uh, attendance-wise, but hopefully uh, they see a little bit of uptick in the fan support there. Okay. And maybe I, I'm going to continue with my little rant here for a second. Yeah. Okay. Just, sorry. I just, I, so there was talk of him going to Toronto, 
And that did not happen back in uh, 2019 when his contract was up back then. And uh, Ryan Didwitty being there and winning a great cup, that didn't happen here. The biggest fear right now for Bomber fans would have been some NFL team scooping him up because of what he has done and, yep. and the, the, the solidness of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber organization at this point in time. He could very easily be picked up by an NFL team to do special teams coordinator because that's what he is really good at. Um, and, uh, and would make considerably more money down there doing that than a head coach up here. Uh, the other question is, uh, Kyle Walters contract is up as well. And what is going to happen with him? Uh, is he going to be renewed? Is Michael Shea going to get part of the management position? Does he want to expand into that? He says, no. He says that I'm focused on one job. This is the job that I have. And when I'm no longer focused on that, I'll be focused on something else, which is a really good philosophy. But everybody needs to be looking for for their future and the direction in which they want to go to. And uh, so, you know, there's always a question is, is he going to jump into the management side of things? And if so, how does that affect Kyle Walters? Now, Kyle Walters has built a relatively good team in, in Winnipeg. And uh, it, this year is going to be a lot harder than last year for him because uh, it's going to be harder to keep that team together. Or last year, they, they, they were on a mission. Uh, this year, that mission's been solved. And their guys are now looking at, uh, okay, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And uh, is it going to be here? Or is it going to be somewhere else? So I don't think really signing – the, the core of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is going to be harder this year than it was last year, especially with, with these one-year contracts. Yes, uh, Mike, uh, Adam Big Hill signed and Willie uh, Jefferson signed and a couple others did. Uh, so the big, big question is, is, is how many people are going to take the home field discount uh, to stay with Winnipeg? And, yeah, you'd think there's going to be a lot more than what anybody anticipates. So Mike Cochet is, is in Winnipeg for the next uh, three years, uh, tentatively, and uh, we think that that's a good thing. And, but, you know, those are always the questions. I mean, two weeks from now, some NFL team can come calling, and uh, Mike can say, uh, guys, do I have permission to leave? And, and they will. Uh, that happened to Saskatchewan with Chris Jones two weeks before training camp in uh, 2019. And if Chris Jones had stayed there for 2019, would Winnipeg have won the Grey Cup? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think so. O'Shea, O'Shea wouldn't do that uh, to the Bombers two weeks before training camp. That's a, I mean, and, right? But two weeks after Grey Cup, he might. I, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm not even sure O'Shea's on NFL's radar. I mean, they might take a look at him, but there's so many coaches and coordinators. I mean. And O'Shea settled here. His family loves it here. I, it, I mean, Bunny always talks, right? But I don't think that's what drives yeah. Mike O'Shea. Mike O'Shea's a different guy. He doesn't, like, he loves the coach, and he loves the CFL. He loves Canada. I mean, I could see him maybe after the next contract's up, if he got a, a, a offer from somewhere. He's also from, you know, Eastern Canada. I could see him wanting to go back to that area after uh, his stint with the Bombers is over. But like you said, if he goes into management, then that 
you know, that could be something he wants to do after coaching, um, like kind of like John Huffnagel did with with the Stamps when he came back and then tra- then went up to a management. Now, um, if you look at history, if you look at history, okay, there are very, very, very few head coaches that were good general managers at the same time. Yeah. I don't think you can name five. Right? I mean, you well, can't name, well, Huffman, you can't name Huffman, five. Huffman, name Huffman five what? One. Name five head coaches, general managers at the same time that were successful. Was Hugh Campbell? Wally Waddle? No. No, Hugh Campbell was not a head coach and general manager at the same time. Okay. No, no I didn't think so. Wally Waddle um, was one. Wally Waddle. John Hoffnagel, Cal Murphy. John Hoffnagel. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Don Matthews was ever coaching GM. Was, was he? I, no, he I, wasn't I, in Toronto. He, he no. wasn't in Baltimore. But, wasn't no, in BC. but don't forget, Cal Murphy had Cal Murphy had uh, Cal Murphy in '84 was coach. Um, but in '88 and '90, Cal Murphy was just the GM, and Mike Riley was yes. coaching Winnipeg. Correct. And what was Cal so, Murphy GM two in eighty four? You know what? I don't think no, Paul Robson. I don't know if was, he I was. Think. I don't think he was. No, Paul Robson, I believe, was the GM in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I think you're um, right. You know what? I might be wrong on this because I was looking at it up a while back and I wanted to know who was this and I thought it was Cal Murphy and I don't think it was Cal Murphy. Maybe I was wrong. Um Let's see. Administrator, he was the, the 83 to 96, he was the GM. And 83, okay, so he was the GM in 83 then. to 86, he was the head coach. And then he was the yeah. head coach again in 93 to 96. So, yes, he was head coach twice while he was GM. Yeah. Okay, and he did win a Grey Cup in 84. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, thinking here, but... But CJ's right. It's very few that are successful, yeah. both as GM and head coach. Yeah, yeah it, it, it does uh, not exist all that often, right? I mean, it's a, they're two totally different jobs. As a GM, you have to be an asshole with your players. You need to get the best value for your dollar for these people. Right. And then as head coach, you've got to turn around and get them to perform for you. Especially if you have After to go you just to like beat an them up. Yeah, especially if you have to go to, like, an arbitration uh, situation where you literally have to sit there and name all of the players' faults and say why he doesn't deserve that much money and then turn around and have to coach him right yeah, afterwards. That can be slightly awkward. I believe it's very awkward, right? And Yeah. And, and, and so it, it takes a very, very talented person to do that. So I historically – Head coaches are head coaches, and general managers are general managers, and head coaches can go to be a general manager after they're finished head coaching. But you don't want, you know, they need to have their hand in the player personnel who comes to their team, which a coach should. So maybe as an assistant general manager, you know what I mean, somewhere in there, if they've they need the title if they want, you know, if they're demanding the title. That would be it. But I think a head coach, any any way they look at it, has some say in who comes to their team. Yeah. 
and who stays on their team definitely is going to fire people. So I I think Mike O'Shea is, is should be very comfortable doing what he's doing, and he seems to be. Well, and, and, and the main thing is having a good relationship with your GM, and uh, I mean it's him and him and Walters get along, so it's uh, it's pretty smooth sailing uh, in the Winnipeg uh, front offices. And, and that helps attract players. I mean, Winnipeg couldn't before um, Wade Miller and arrived on the scene and hired Walters and O'Shea. Uh, guys didn't want to sign in Winnipeg. It was like we were like Ottawa and Saskatchewan, right? No one, nobody wants to sign in Saskatchewan this year. No one's going to want to sign in Ottawa if uh, you know the front office is a mess. You're not going to get. You don't make the playoffs. You don't get the playoff money. Uh, you know, you're you could get you know, have a horrible year stats-wise because the team's disorganized and that hurts your chances that maybe a shot of the NFL. So that's what a lot of players take into uh, consideration, uh, you know, when they sign with a team, especially as a free agent. But uh, I think uh, I think yeah. Saskatchewan saying that Saskatchewan will probably be a little bit better this year. Well, it's hard to be worse. I think they're going to be worse. I think they're going to be worse. <laughs> I honestly believe Maybe. it would be worse. We'll see who they have for a quarterback at the start of the yeah, year. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's true. Too. They've got the same head coach. They've got the same general manager. They've got the same president. There's none of the upper management has changed. They fired their OC, which wasn't really the problem. No, but they couldn't fire. They don't want to. Put, they don't. They don't want to pay two head coaches. Is that that's the issue, right? That's, well, they, that's they exactly fired. the issue. But he has to go. But, I mean, you got rid of Jason Moss, but kept Craig Dickinson? Come on, seriously? Yeah. Jason yeah. Moss has got more experience in his baby toe. And wasn't that Moss was only his first or second year? It was his first catcher. year as offensive coordinator. That's yeah. crazy. That's it, crazy. It, in, a, in a team that is, is spiraling downhill. Yeah, with no O-line. And Cody yeah, Fajardo is a quarterback. Yeah. And Cody Fajardo is a quarterback. I mean, seriously. How does it get any worse? Yeah. Is anyone surprised he didn't have success? No, no. Well, if you ask, but I can't, if you I ask, can't, you can't blame him. The fans are. But I mean, but, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm in a discussion right now with a bunch of Bomber fans who are trying to tell us that uh, Michael Shea is one of the best head coaches ever of all times in the CFL, and I go seriously, <laughs> what has he done? Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he, in year three, you guys were calling for his head. I mean, you wanted his ass fired. Then he turned around and he won two great cups back to back. Great. In a COVID challenge year, there's a, there's a plethora of reasons why you guys won in 2021 that wouldn't have existed in a normal season. And I'm, I'm not belittling the team in any way, shape or form, but that was just not normal. No, but I mean they they proved they're a good team this year too, going fifteen and three. But I mean, but you you also know that 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 fifteen and three record flatters the hell out of them considering how they played. You know what the CFL the CFL is such a funny CFL is such a funny league. I mean, honestly, I think it's a curse to uh, clinch early in the West because you play meaningless football and. The Stamps had that same problem. In I think we saw that this year. Yeah, and just 
and Winnipeg lost that edge. Like, they looked flat offensively, yep. and they looked flat in 2021 in the playoffs offensively until, you know, they pulled it out in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, they just – I don't – and I don't know what the solution is because if you play your guys to the end and they get hurt, well, then you, you end up with Drew Brown as your back starting a great cup. So, uh, I don't know what the – I mean, I think 18 games is too long of a, of a season. It gets stale, but I understand they need it for, for the gate. It's a gate-driven league, so I get the 18 games. Okay, so let, let's just deal with this, this elephant in the room that I, I believe is there, and you obviously don't. Week one, they, won, they beat Ottawa by two points, okay? Oh, week, well, week, two, week, week two, they beat – hang on, I know what you're going to say. Week one is basically preseason. Okay, first four weeks. Wait, wait, the first four weeks, first two weeks in reality. If you haven't got your shit together by week three, there's no point. You right. should be fired, okay? Okay? They, it, week two, they beat Ottawa by seven points. Now, we're talking about the worst team in the CFL this year, right? The absolute worst team in the CFL. Yeah. They got two games, and they beat them by a combined total of nine points. Barely a touchdown. Okay? Week three, oh, they got Hamilton by 14. Week they dominated. four, they took... Week four, they took uh, Toronto by one point. Okay. Uh, week five was that dismal performance in BC. Uh, week six, they, <laughs> they got seven points on Calgary. Okay. Uh, Edmonton, again, one of the worst teams in the league, got them by 14 points. Uh, week eight, uh, Calgary by seven. Week nine. And in, in Calgary, yeah. yeah. Uh, week nine, they, they, they finally, you know, okay, there's 15 points there for Montreal. They finally got some points on the board. Then, uh, then Montreal turned around and beat Winnipeg back. Uh, Winnipeg had a bye in 11, and then they beat Calgary by two points. Week 13, they beat Saskatchewan by two points. Week 14, they beat Saskatchewan by a fucking truckload. Okay, that was the only blowout they had this year, 34 points against Saskatchewan. Uh, week 15, uh, they got beat by Hamilton and, and kind of spanked, actually. Uh, oh, I week bet, 16 I bet was a buy. By the way, I bet Hamilton uh, that game. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Saskatchewan was further on their collapse in eight, week not 17, yeah. and they got beat by 20 points, 18. Yeah, so, no, you know, they did not dominate this year. They were very fortunate to win about probably about five or six games, and yeah. three of which they I shouldn't mean, have won. I mean, well, like CFL, the first few weeks. But they did absolute, win. I mean, the first few weeks in the CFL season, I don't even I, – I, 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 I watch, but I do not count any of that towards, like, how – like, I don't go, well, you know what, Winnipeg – if Winnipeg would have lost those two games against Ottawa or one, it didn't, wouldn't have mattered how – for me because CFL teams, the turnover is so high that teams aren't think. I mean, players are, don't know the rules. I mean, the, the imports are, don't have a clue. Okay. Let, so let's let's look at what you just said, because I totally agree with you. hundred percent agree with you. What was the turnover like in Winnipeg last year? Uh, we had, Very we little. had uh, O-line. We had some O-line, uh, and then we Some, had uh, Lawler was gone. Our kick, well, fucking kicker. That was the biggest turnover. Um, that hurt them. So, 
You turn over, you, you kept the majority, or you, Winnipeg Blue Bombers yeah. kept the majority of their team intact, right? Yeah. Okay. There was an absolute global overhaul in Ottawa. Well, Mazzoli got hurt, and that was their season. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. There was a global overhaul of players, okay? I, didn't they sign, like, 14 or 15 in free agency? I mean, and, and like, all number one players? Their, their entire starting lineup was different, okay? So for them to come out in week one and week two and hold themselves together against the team that had been together for two or three years already. I, I, I really don't you think say You say you can't call, put more much credence into those first few weeks? I look at those two things. So, yes, great. It's an extension of uh, preseason. I agree with you 100% on that. But it's not really. Did Winnipeg need that much time to gel? No. Did Ottawa need that much time to gel? They needed a, a week to gel. And yet they still held their own against the Grey Cup champions to the yep. point where they lost two games by only nine points. But, but after that, the Bombers, I mean, went into Calgary twice, beat them twice. And Calgary's like playing good. In the, but, they, but Calgary's playing good in the first half. And, I mean, they beat BC. They beat, I mean, they beat everything they had to beat. I mean, that's a pretty – playing in the West isn't easy. And don't forget, after winning two years in a row or two seasons in a row – the other teams are catching up slowly. Like, you can't just keep dominating your team. You've, you've beaten these teams for two consecutive seasons. Those teams are, are going to start catching on, and they're playing the Bombers tough. And every game, when you play the, the back-to-back champs, you get up for those games. Those, those teams dig in a little bit harder, and they, they, they play you right to the end. And look at Hamilton. They, they waxed us in Hamilton. We had, a, we had an off night, and it was, it, we got punished for it. And, like, even the Grey Cup game, it was – I mean, we were we were terrible, and and Toronto took full advantage, and they 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 dominated their O line, and I think that's going to be a that'll be a fix next year uh, for O'Shea. We'll have to and, fix and, that and going forward. For Walter. And another thing too, uh, being yeah, Walter, able yeah. to being able to battle and win a close game is a sign of a good team. They're they're able to go into a close yeah. game, and able to come away with the victory. Yeah. Now, 100%, Charles. Yeah. But with that strategy, hold on. With that strategy, you need a good kicker because you can't have a kicker. <laughs> that's you didn't have one because, this year. No, and it honestly, like, it, it, it's – and if we keep him next year, it'll be the same thing. We might – he might make the field goal. He might make the convert, but he might not. Who knows? Like, oh, the only – in Winnipeg Stadium, no one gets up after the touchdown because everybody's watching the convert. It's the funniest thing. Every, it's like everybody's laughing in the crowd. We don't know if it's going in or not. It's actually it's kind of entertaining now. It's like a, it has a life of its own if Legio's making the convert or not. <laughs> okay. But, I had uh, a conversation once with Wally Buono about the convert. Okay. And his philosophy was, when they moved things around, was that – you go for the two-point convert every time at the beginning of the, the game. Ma- that's what the math says. The math says you should go for two. I believe someone go for was two. telling me that, that. If you miss it, go for two again, and you've got your two points. Okay? But if you get two two-point conversions in a row, you've doubled up your points. Okay? Yep. 
And then later on, when you're up by a touchdown or two, you can go back to taking the safe yeah. points. But in the beginning, you go for two. Now, yeah. if your kicker is not consistent on a convert, why is Mike Shoshay not going for two points on, on just about every convert? Yeah. Why not? I think he's trying to develop them. He's the younger kicker. So I think he's trying to get them to – to, but I think it's like he passed the point. I mean, you should be ready. You shouldn't have to be developing into a kicker. If you want to drop it, it should be. No, exactly. This isn't a fucking farm league. We're not supposed to be and, developing and, players. And, They're supposed to come to us able to play. And that's where you fault the Bombers because they knew this guy was inconsistent. They had to get Castillo the year before to replace Legio because he was missing converts and field goals. His leg is not strong. I mean, you saw that game in BC Place. He couldn't make a 45-yarder was like in the dome. That's it's and, I mean, toughest stadium to kick field goals in. Oh, but especially but 40, and it gets tougher as the game goes on. But 45 yeah, yards, especially in the heat of the summer. No, yeah, in the heat of the summer, 45-yard field goal is a long field goal in BC Place. Yes. Okay, the air is so thick and dense by the end of the game in there, it's like hitting a wall. A lot of you guys make those those 45-yarders in BC plays. It's makeable, but it's difficult. We're not saying it's not makeable. Just just so you know what his leg was like, uh, BD, his his kickoffs were averaging 20 yards longer than uh, Legio's in the Grey Cup game. Like 20 yards. That's a twenty-yard yeah, and, that, and that's, that's a, a big position. difference. And, and the Argos had good field position. They had every Bombers defense was they were facing. You know, they, Toronto had the ball to forty or fifty every every time Bombers kicked off. It was kind of it's tough, but I mean, people think I don't like Legio personally, but it's that's nothing to do with it. It's just like I want a kicker just to go kick converts and field goals. You're going to miss a few, but that's fine. Come playoff time, you know what? Make them. Like uh, Medlock, and I guess we were, I'm, I've been spoiled. We had Medlock, and then we had uh, Castillo. So, and we needed you never we needed let Castillo. him walk. No, but I think Edmonton offered so much money. I don't know what Edmonton was doing last year, but they were they were throwing around they didn't money. Either. Like, like the, even the, the Lawler, they gave him a bunch of money, and he wants back in Winnipeg. I think he's coming what back. What a waste of money that was. Well, yeah, I mean. Receivers, I, I mean, I, honestly, Ameri- sorry, American I receivers. Okay, go ahead. Dozen. Yeah. Mer- American receivers are a dime a dozen. You don't have to overpay yeah. them. That's just a yeah. fact. No. I, I think yeah. Chris Jones was trying to jumpstart his team. As opposed to doing what he knows works, he was trying to buy a team. He tried to do a Kent Austin. Yeah. Okay. Going to free agency, buy yourself a football team, get out, get respectable, and then slowly convert it over to a championship team over the next two or three years. Um, that doesn't work. It very seldomly it, works. No, it, it, it was terrible. I mean, it blew up on Kent Austin ridiculously. He paid a zillion dollars. He went over the salary cap, and he, uh, and he, he didn't perform. He still didn't win the Grey Cup. And then after two years, these guys are all packing their bags and heading off because he's not willing to re-sign the same contracts, right? So he lost everything that he created. I, I don't like the man. 
Somebody said, oh, bring them back to the CFL. And I said, no, fuck, he's okay on, in high school over there. Leave him alone. Yeah, uh, Ticat players had nothing good to say about Kent Austin, especially Caleros. Um, oh, no. He had a, Caleros should he had a chance. He destroyed his season, his career. Yeah. He destroyed yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how good Caleros would have been if he didn't yeah. play for Kent Austin? Well, look at that year that he got hurt. He was, he was dominating. He was going to be MVP and – Honestly, Hamilton makes the Grey Cup easy. There's no way 2015 uh, Ottawa beats uh, Hamilton with Caleros at quarterback. And then, I mean, Hamilton would have beaten Edmonton and Winnipeg in the Grey Cup. That wouldn't, it would have been no contest. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, no. And then after that, I don't know what happened. It's like they just basically, I don't know what Austin did in 2016, but that team went – like 0 and 8 or 0 and 9? It went south in a real hurry. Like, well, yeah. Everybody fucked off and left. Yeah. And, and you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we can move on from Mike O'Shea because I think that was a pretty good conversation on him. It took half an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, pretty much Michael Shea is staying in Winnipeg. I don't think he's going to go anywhere unless he does go south of the border, which is highly possible. Um, but not, not saying that it's going to happen and, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Now, what am I looking for? Oh yeah. That's what I wanted to look up. Adam Big Hill is what we're talking about next. Adam Big Hill just turned around and he signed a two year extension. This one I think uh, is confirmed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think the O'Shea one is confirmed. It's just not in. It's not a sign in official, writing thing, right? Signed, yeah. yeah. Right. This so, is not, uh, not a surprise to me. At a big deal? No, he's not no. packing up his family and moving. He is pretty much stabilized in Winnipeg. I would have oh, bet built if, a new house. He, oh, he has he a good a job. House. You guys, he has a good job too. Yeah, he's he a financial planner, I think, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, they set him up. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, being a financial planner and being a BC Lion doesn't help your job. Correct. If, if you know what I mean? When you're yeah. in Vancouver, uh, there's, there's 10,000 financial planners. Yeah. Just because you're a BC Lion doesn't mean – I wouldn't no. go to him just because he's a BC Lion because simply I'm going to go to somebody who is better who's actually good at their job, who pays attention to the job, right? I'm not saying that Big Hill isn't good at, his, at, at, at being that, but he's also not focused on it for six months out of the year at least, right? But you go into Winnipeg, and a I'm sure the story. pool of financial planners is a lot smaller, yep. and if somebody's going to – they're going to want to go into his office to talk to him just because who he is. Yeah. He's had a big hill. He's oh, the middle yeah. linebacker. He's the captain oh. of the defense for my Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I'm going to go give him all my money. The guy's a we legend are in Winnipeg already. We are, we are laughing. We go, the poor guy has to relive the great cup game for the, the, the next month with all his, you know, to make small talk with all these guys coming in and saying, oh, tough luck. And it must be a nightmare for him right now. <laughs> going yeah. to work and have it. He probably wants to just forget it. Yeah. He's got a broken. He's got a broken hand. Eh? He's got a big. He had a big. Uh, yeah, he was ass. Yeah, so he was. Well, a, he had surgery, he, didn't he, this week? Yeah, he he was pretty quiet in the Grey Cup game, and that would make sense. Why he's 
playing with a fractured. Uh, there were a few guys on that Bombers team that were playing hurt. Well, you know, you know what uh, really hurt if that was hurt. Who doesn't? Who is not hurt by the Grey Cup game? No, no, I, I'm I not think saying. pretty much every player is playing right. with some form of injury. Well, Jeff Coat, Jeff Coat's not Jeff Coat not being healthy all year hurt the Bombers' uh, pass rush because he he was. He would have he would have been the best pass rusher in the CFL if he would have been healthy, but he was he had a hip issue all year and it he missed I think he missed like seven seven or eight games and and, and that's not going to get better. No, uh, yeah, it's kind of. Nope. I mean, even Walter you know, admitted to, uh, yesterday. Um, Walter said we have to watch the age of our team because we are aging and they're they're mindful of the fact they have to. A, well, and that's an it. I mean, they just, sold, they just signed Big E, who's 34 years old. Okay, they just signed him for another two years. He's going to be 36. He's a middle linebacker. He needs to move around really fast, and yeah. he's getting old. Okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's no good because hell, man, he is. Okay, he's a scary, scary linebacker. But age does not ignore in every, anybody. Everybody Father gets time, caught up in it. Father time gets everyone. Yeah, 100%, right? Well, Tom Brady, except for Tom Brady, we'll just leave that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but eventually it's going to get Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Might be there right now. <laughs> it might be there right now, right? Um, but, yeah, so Biggie re-signs for two years, which is, again, good news for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But, like I said, he's getting old. Is he? Is he a little bit slower? Is he a little bit not quite there? Is he, you know, it's a, it's at that age, it's a, a lot of a challenge to keep your body in top play, top running condition. He's more apt to be injured now than he was three years ago. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, you know, things start to break down, and especially in the weight room. I mean. You cannot pound iron your entire life. It your body breaks down. So uh, good news for the bombers. Good news for the league. I like Adam Big Hill. I actually just had some pitch. I was going through my category. I got some pictures with Adam and Solly. And uh, you remember that Charles out in Cloverdale? Yep. Oh, not uh, Cloverdale. No, Chilliwack. Chilliwack. Yep. Yeah. It's sports and stuff football day. I miss having those. Yeah. That store doesn't even exist anymore. That was a good store, but COVID hell, that mall that doesn't exist anymore. I don't think so. Does it? No, they tore it down. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's kind of that. So we'll move on from that because we don't need to talk half an hour about Adam Big Hill resigning no. like we did Michael Shake. No. no. And I don't think there's really any tangents that go. I mean, Willie Jefferson resigned. He's getting up there in age. Uh, like you said, J- uh, Jackson Jeffcoats. He's got a hip injury. That doesn't go away. That's kind of like a shoulder injury for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Yeah, you're going to rehab it. You're going to rehab it. But it's always there. It's well, always that's like, what's his name? that little bit um, of sore. Lumsden. Remember Jesse Lumsden? His career was cut yes. short because of sh- uh, shoulder injuries. Mm-hmm. He would have been a huge star in the CFL. Yep. And then he went bo- bobsledding. Well, yeah, after he, he got to – yeah, that's all he's – yeah, he, he was yeah. on the Canadian bobsled team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good Canadian kid, right? Okay. Um, 
moving on. Pending free agent quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell says, and I quote, I want to go somewhere that cares about football. Now, there's, there's a few teams in this league who, you know, claim to have the best fans. And I'm going to challenge a couple of them. I think some of the best fans in the CFL are in Hamilton. And Hamilton owns his rights. So I really don't understand what his problem is there. But everybody, by that statement, everybody thinks he's going to go to Saskatchewan because Saskatchewan absolutely loves football. Yeah. They're bandwagon jumpers. You know what? Saskatchewan, they're a bit delusional because their media is never, never, never tells the truth. Never. They're, like, not impartial. Like, I mean, I mean, they win the Grey Cup every year. When Peterson was in Saskatchewan, yep. oh, uh, Ryder's going to win the Grey Cup. I mean, are you crazy? Like, it's, all, it's nonstop. You look, at the, look yeah. at the Marino stuff. They defended Marino to the end of the earth. All they could say is, what about Lawrence? What about Lawrence? What about Samori Lawrence? They just deflected and deflected. And, I mean, they rev that fan base up, and the fan base eats it up. And then they have a season like this season where they're six and twelve. We all knew they were going to have an issue this year, but they uh, they bought all those Grey Cup tickets, fully, fully expecting that the Riders are in the Grey Cup. And the second they weren't in the Grey Cup, look at all the empty seats at Grey Cup. That was all because the Rider fans didn't want to go didn't want to go to the game after their team didn't get in. So how much to me that doesn't really say they're the best CFL fans. You go to the Great Cup to celebrate the CFL, not just watch your team play. Oh, there's a difference. Hang on. Hang on, Rudy. There's a difference between a CFL fan and a team fan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. I'm a fan of the CFL. Yeah. I, without question, I am, right? Do I know more about my, my team, particular to the BC Lions, than most other teams? Yes, of course I do, because I'm a BC Lions fan as well. But I know exactly what's going on in the league all over the place. Okay? I cannot say the same about Ryder fans, and I can't say the same about Bomber fans. Okay? Well, I don't think you Present can't really generalize, included. though, because there, there's exceptions no, to everyone. Of course there is. Of course there is. But what I'm trying to say is that there are so many people who are just locked in on their little time zone. It, it, like the, the Bomber fans that I'm arguing with right now who say that O'Shea is the greatest ho- coach in CFL history. It's because they don't know what the fuck else is happening well, out there. No, you got to, who, you know, I, if I have to see who, the, who, who they are. I mean, there's always a few posters from every, from every team that are out to fucking lunch, right? So, I oh, mean, without question, there are. I mean, sometimes the majority, it's me. the, the, the majority, the majority of bomber fans, the the only thing they're debating is at what point does does O'Shea not surpass Bud Grant, but kind of get into that, like he gets one more Grey Cup. I mean, so that's where that is. Like the real bomber fans know, um, the ones that just like the. I, I wouldn't pay any attention to those guys. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have bought. I wouldn't have even tried to re- not respond to uh, that because uh, O'Shea is not the best coach 
of all time. I mean, I don't think he's – I mean, he's a very good coach, and if he coaches another 10 hey. years for the Bombers and they win another three great cops, then we can have that discussion. He's not even the best and Bombers he, he, coach at this point. That still goes to Bud Grant. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean? It, it could happen. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that he's yeah. a bad coach. I'm yeah, just saying I can soon. name six coaches out there right now that are yeah. better. Yeah, yeah it's too done. soon. I mean, it's too soon. And, and, Let's let's just use Wally Buono as an example because you know what I'm not doing this because I'm a homer, but to me, why why is Doug Flutie the best quarterback in the CFL? In my opinion, my opinion, it's because he's he was successful on three different teams. Okay, different than Bo, and, Bo Levi Mitchell coming in and being successful with the Calgary Stampeders for ten years. If he had gone to Toronto and then gone to Saskatchewan and won great cups in both of those things, I, I, I would praise him nonstop. Okay? But when you're doing it in one system with one team, with one philosophy all the way along, and you never change anything, and you just you continue with that, Wally Buono is the winningest coach in Stampeder history. He's also the winningest coach in BC Lions history. I don't think that'll ever happen again. No, it's uh, that's like seven hundred and forty-one yards in one game by Matt Dunnigan. You know, I mean, yeah. How how is that ever going to happen? Right? Nobody is going to be that long of a coach at, at two different teams. Well, well, and but and the thing is, that was well. I mean, the reason why I went to BC was because Calgary, that Calgary Federick, or what was his name? Yeah, oh, the American owner. Just a complete buffoon. Yeah, and he wanted, wanted his son to, to play quarterback. Send to play quarterback. Yeah, like what a nightmare. That was I a mean, joke. That, that, that's that's the one of the worst eras ever of Calgary Stampeders with yeah. those clowns. The, that's no, like, no doubt it went, about it, right? It, it went back to the the the, the some of the uh, '80s teams that Calgary had that were pretty bad. That's what it felt like uh, for the Stamps in the uh, early 2000s. Well, after they won the Grey Cup. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me right now, who would you say is the most successful coach in the CFL? Active? Right now? Right now, active quarterback or or active head coach. Active head coach. Well, right now I might give it to Michael Shea because, let's face it, he's won two great cups. I don't think there's anyone out there that's done – that's. Well, no, uh, Dave Dickinson, I guess, has won two Grey Cups. So, you, well, did, or did he? No, he no, no, no. He's only won one because no. I'm thinking he was an assistant. No, D- Dickinson, pissed, D- Dickinson pissed away two Grey Cups. That's true. Active <laughs> right now, I'm probably giving it to O'Shea because he has uh, he has two Grey Cups. I don't know who else he would put above him. I would. I would put Chris Jones. Chris Jones Chris took Jones. a three. Uh, Chris uh, Jones took a four and 14 Edmonton Eskimo team and took them to Grey Cup winning a team in three years. He then walked sideways to Saskatchewan that had a 3-15 and 15 team, took them up to being 13-5, and five, and they would have won the Grey Cup in 2019 if he didn't book it, to Sask- or book it to the States. And he's going to turn around and do the same thing again. He's also won a Grey Cup in Montreal and Calgary as uh, defensive coordinators. I think if if he if he if he turns Edmonton around and makes him into a uh, into a contender, he's already turned two teams around. Yeah. Okay, Craig Dickinson 
ran that rider team into the ground that he built. Right. Question. That was a dominant team. I think he would have dealt. I think he would have gotten rid of Fiardo. I think uh, Chris Jones, if he would have stayed, I don't think Fiardo would have been his quarterback. No. No. He He does nothing but badmouth him. He doesn't like Fajardo. We know that. <laughs> Not at all. He says he's got no work ethic. Oh, no he, arm either. No arm. Well, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Uh, this guy has done. He has gone into two train wrecks and made them contenders. Two separate teams, two different times. Yeah, I mean, but O'Shea's still. That, that's I mean, amazing. O'Shea's, yeah. But then again, O'Shea's bombers have never been this consistent in about three decades. We've made the playoffs. But that, like that's got nothing on seasons. him. That, no, that's, that's, I'm sorry. That's got nothing on him. The, the, the shit that happened before is irrelevant. It's only what he did from the day he started. Now, you can say that they were an absolute train wreck and they had no Canadian talent because Joe Mack would, didn't believe in the draft and didn't believe in anything else. And he had to, they had to build a team up. But three years into it, you guys were still calling for his head. No, he should somewhere. have been fired in year three. It, oh, it, 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 was, it was out there in the fan base that they were calling yeah. for his head because they still somewhere, didn't I mean, have I, a productive team. In year three, when, when Jones was in Edmonton, they won a great cup. Yeah, they had a good team. I mean, you can make, you can okay. make definitely the argument, but, I mean, someone, someone going back-to-back right now and and – Jones three great appearances. Three great three great appearances in a row and Jones finished out of the playoffs this year. I mean I, I, I Yeah, think but both this was year one. You, this is yeah. year one so, of so an let's, absolute disaster Edmonton team. We're gonna see what he can do this year. I I, I give him another one. I, he's gonna make yeah. the playoffs this year because Saskatchewan won't. Okay? It's not yeah, going to be no, hard for him to make the playoffs. Saskatchewan is going – they were, what, 6-12 and 12 this year? They're going to be worse. If they win four games this year, they're going to be lucky. They're going to be a tire fire. Yeah, they're, oh. they're not going to be good this year. Of biblical proportions, man. <laughs> they're going to regret not making changes to their uh, top mm-hmm. management. I predict not by about we... halfway through the hey. season. Now that we've said that, and it's the CFL, that means they're winning the Grey Cup. Next. They're going to go win the Grey Cup and <laughs> no, make it. Yeah, not idiot. at all. No, I, no I, I'm really good at calling what those teams are going to be now just because I know what that team is going to do. I did Last year I said that Edmonton was supposed to be like one of the best teams in the CFL two years ago. You remember that, Charles? Everybody yep, in the media was that. calling Edmonton to be it, and I said Edmonton's going to be last. And and where were. were they? They were last. And everybody's saying, no, 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 number one team in the in the Western Division. And I went, bullshit. Not going to happen. A lot happen. of people said Edmonton was going to be good this year. Yeah. Well, I, I thought Edmonton was going to be better. I, I, I honestly figured that they were going to have reverse roles, that Edmonton um, was going to be better than Saskatchewan. Because I called Saskatchewan to be last. For, for the health of the league, we better hope Edmonton has a good year this year because that fan base can't, shouldn't, can't dwindle anymore. I mean, that's, that was scary this year. And if they, I think if they start winning, the fans will come back. But, uh, I mean, they're getting like, geez, 10,000, 11,000 people 
it was scary stuff. So hopefully they yeah. turn it around. Despite because we the uh, average attendance numbers they put out during the season, which yeah. were a joke. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they gave away so many tickets. They were, I mean, free tickets for, I don't know, like 10,000 free tickets a game. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they turn it around. I mean, that uh, CFL can't have one of their, you know, flagship franchises, uh, fan base to window to under, you know, 10,000. Too much negative has been happened. Too much is, is bad has happened in Edmonton. Too much. Yeah. The, the, and honestly, we could talk about the name change for the remainder of this show. Um, I got slapped in the face with it today. And it just, with that posting about the Simon Fraser Red Leafs. What the fuck? Charles, seriously? Yeah. What happened too... to the clan? Oh, it's too close to the Ku Klux Klan. That's why they did that. They're not even similar. It wasn't even Simon... spelled the same way, but still, there's so many. This was a little ridiculous. I mean, well, say what you want about the Eskimos and the Elks and so on. Fine. I don't have a big problem with the name change. And even if I did, you got to get over that at some point. The, the whole thing with the clan was embarrassingly stupid. Yeah, that's... It, 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 it gave, that, that team, that, it, that name just gave you a sense of belonging. We're all part of the clan. We're all part of the clan. We are in part of what, a big what group. What clan? Uh, well, we're the Simon Fraser clan. And they were all yeah. in Carton. You got I mean, your, you got your whole family Indian over at Christmas. Do, do they show up in kilts? Stupid. The times we live in, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I hear about all these, um, you know, names that are politically incorrect and so on. People say, oh, you got to change it. This was, for me, the biggest stretch of all of them because it didn't even make sense. No. Zero. Zero sense. Foolish. Yeah. And if you say anything, yeah, it gets worse if you uh, try and bring up a valid point. Well, you're a racist. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm watching the the our prime minister talk about this, and and he is, and I, we're not going to get political here for a second, but he just basically said that he never called anybody names in this inquiry. He, they just went through the inquiry, right, for yeah. on the emergency act, invoking the emergency act in the inquiry, and he got up and under oath, and he said, I never called anybody names. And then right away, somebody posts a video of him calling everybody racist and rednecks and everything else, right? And I'm going, okay, well, we just proved he's a lying sack of shit. But, okay, how does being a truck driver protesting vaccination mandates in Ottawa make you a racist? What race are you protesting? Which race are you against? I mean, there's just as many Sikh truck drivers there as there was anybody else. There's white guys and black guys and brown guys and yellow guys and all sorts of guys that were all truck drivers that were protesting these mandates, and yet they're all racist? I don't understand that. It's the most over-incorrectly used word in the world. In fact, I think that was, that was something on 
one of the things that I uh, Facebook post today is what is the most incorrectly used word? I think it's racist. Okay, anyhow, on a tangent there. Where, what are we talking about right now? Uh, the uh, oh. Edmonton. No, we were talking um, about Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, oh where is Bo Levi Mitchell going to – we did. We were off on a lot of tangents. Where no, is Bo Levi Mitchell going to end up? It's between Hamilton and Saskatchewan. Do we agree on that? Or is it I think those are the two most likely. I absolutely would not rule out Ottawa. I think that's still possible. I still think they might. I, think, I still think they like Mazzoli there, but we'll see. Who knows? Mazzoli's thirty-six years old, coming back from a major knee injury. That's true. Yeah, well, that's okay. one that'll be concerned. Uh, give you a headache. You know, I saw that injury come down, and I looked at it, and I said, "That's career ending." The other thing, though, is uh, Ottawa. I mean, they don't have. They don't have. They don't throw a lot of money around. So I don't see them outbidding Saskatchewan or 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 Hamilton. I don't I mean, think either one of those guys, those teams, throw money around. Well, Bob Young, they're hosting the Grey Cup this year. I think uh, Hamilton would make a push to sign Bo because it's a Grey Cup year. They have the. They definitely have the incentive to. Yeah. I mean, Bob. I mean, Bob Young. Uh, put so much money into that franchise. Like he's never going to make mm-hmm. that the money back that he's that he soaked in losses playing at Iverwind Stadium or when they when they had to play a year and uh was it McMaster they had to play a year in or something and they're getting like 5,000 fans. That was tough. That guy uh, wasn't it wasn't McMaster. No. It was um Guelph. Guelph. Yeah. They were in Guelph. Yeah. How much money do you think they lost that year? And that guy soaked all those losses. Yeah. Yeah. He's made three, count them, three billion dollar companies. Yeah, he's good. Okay. He's not hurt. He's not hurt. And and now he's got other people to absorb some some shock in there. Now, that that being said, that being said, are you going to rule up Montreal? Well, Harris is um, getting up there, too. Yeah. yeah. And he's never proved won. anything. Yeah, he's no. never won anything. He looks good, though. Like, he'll look good at times. Like, well, this guy can play, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, this, this good, <laughs> Har- good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris days. <laughs> and uh, yeah. usually not two in a row. Okay, now, Trevor Harris <laughs> is 36 years old. Yeah, I I don't I don't think I don't he wants see Montreal, to... but I can't rule it out. I don't see. Well, it. he says that he wants to go where there's solid fan base, right? Oh, Mon- that's not Montreal. No, it's not Montreal. It's absolutely not Montreal. How about BC? If money talks, uh... bullshit walks. How money about BC? Talks, bullshit walks. No, he's not coming to BC. No. Not if Rourke doesn't nope. resign? No. I don't see that. I don't see that. No. Rick Campbell doesn't want him. Honestly, I think Campbell um, would go with Vernon Adams before he went with Bo Levi Mitchell. 
and I, and I think it would be a better call. Probably. Yeah, I don't I, think there's... Mitchell's done. I, I'm yeah, I'm not convinced if, if he ever was. Throwing arm is ever gonna be uh, come back. What it, what it was? was. Yeah. I, I don't think it was because ever since he had that shoulder injury a few years ago, he has yeah. never been the same. You watch the 2014 Grey Cup game, the way, he threw, the way he threw the ball in the first half, and then you yeah. watch the 2017 Grey Cup game. It's two it's different quarterbacks. Yeah, he still he still has you know has the right read, but his arm just can't get the ball there in, in, in certain moments. Um, and Calgary is not the team that they once were. No, no, no. Right, and 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 Bo Levi needs to have an amazing team around him. Yeah, and Needs. honestly, that's that's why I think that of the two teams, if we're thinking Hamilton and Saskatchewan... Uh, I'd go with Hamilton every honestly, day. Honestly, Hamilton's got to be the better option because, quite frankly, not that yeah. Hamilton was spectacular this year, but, I mean, they made the playoffs, and he would have probably a much more impact yeah. in a place like that. Saskatchewan, he's not going to go there and be a difference maker. I'm sorry, okay. that team just a, okay. not going to be uh, much. And anything. honestly, getting to the Great Cup through the East is is isn't, is a lot easier than the West. That right? too. Second, you finish second or third in the uh, in the West, and it's good luck. <laughs> yeah, seems like a, you, you kind of you almost got to finish first in the East. Yeah, because finishing second in the East, you got to play a Western team. Normally, yeah, right. The fourth best Western team, but you still have to play a Western team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Mitchell's only thirty-two years old. Of all the quarterbacks we've been talking about tonight, he's the youngest. Yeah. I, I, under the right circumstances, I just don't think he has the arm. I think I think under the right, the right scheme, I think you'd need another uh, backup quarterback. Like you'd almost need like a like a Chris Trevler type, someone else to take you know five or five or six snaps a game and have a, a different package with a different quarterback just to give the offense a different look, so teams don't get locked yeah. in on Bo. You know what I mean? I I I, I want to say I disagree. I don't disagree, but I want to say I disagree. <laughs> because, well, the reason being is that you want that in your number one quarterback. You want the mystery of what's going to happen to be with your number one quarterback. Not, okay, we're going to put Chris Trevler in there, and everybody on defense goes, okay, it's going to be a quarterback draw. Yeah. The problem is those guys, those guys get hurt. Like 18 games, the defenders are so much faster now. They, they they track those quarterbacks down. It's not like when Damon Allen could run for miles or Flutie could run. Um, well, they could never catch Flutie anyways. But, like, now those quarterbacks, they they get tracked down a lot quicker than they used to, I, I feel. Um, Why do quarterbacks so the, in the CFL get injured so much? Uh, well, battle line. The whole line's not. Why? Why do quarterbacks in the CFL get hurt so much? Uh, I would say, well, I think they're throwing the ball more. 
they're throwing the ball no. 30, 40 times in a game, so they get socked more. They run no. more. I'm going to blame it on the Canadian ratio. You have American D linemen and American linebackers playing against Canadian O linemen. Yeah. They, they, you show me a team right now that does not have five out of the seven defensive front, front seven, five of them are Americans. And you show me two, two, two American O-linemen on, this, O-linemen on the same team. Yeah, there is a talent gap. Doesn't exist. Canadian race that is hurting our quarterbacks. Canadian goes down, and the backup has to go in. Then it's even oh my, worse. Oh my god, well, it's even worse. Then you got a guy disaster. that should be. Uh, then you got a guy that should be stocking shelves of Walmart, uh, trying to protect your <laughs> franchise quarterback. That's not. Uh, that's not a recipe for success. No. No. Selling washing machines to old ladies at J.C. Penney's. Um, yeah, that's a line out of Bull Durham, by the way. Yeah. Bo Levi Mitchell. I would not rule out Montreal or Ottawa, although I would not say they're in the top two. I agree. The, I mean, the obvious ones are Saskatchewan and uh, Hamilton. Yeah. And the simple fact that he's not signed in Hamilton already. When he went to Hamilton, when Hamilton traded for the rights, I'd say it, I was going to say it would be about 95% chance that he was going to sign in Hamilton. Right now, I'd say it's about 60%. Yeah, I know that's fair. And going down every week. Now, is, now, does he live in Calgary full time? Both. Yes. I don't think so. I think he goes back to Texas in the off off season. No, he lives in Calgary uh, full time. Oh, does he? Okay, I'm yeah. wrong. So yeah, that no, he lives. He, he has made Calgary home. So this okay, is where you could kind of see you could kind of see him. This is where Saskatchewan might be a little more because it's closer, con- convenient, and he can keep uh, he can just rent an apartment in Saskatchewan and just travel back to Calgary on bye weeks and stuff like that when he has when he has a day off or whatever, a couple days off. But well, remains to be we'll find out in February, I guess. Right there, there's some good points for him being in Saskatchewan, but there's some serious bad points in being him in Saskatchewan. One is the old line. Yeah. Two is that it's Saskatchewan. He's a fucking pylon in the the backfield. Okay, he's a pylon, and and they're not winning the great cup. Doesn't matter who their quarterback is. No, he has no playoffs next year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, anyhow, let's go over to this interesting names in free agency. Where did it go? What just happened to me? No, I can't hear you. Oh, I know, no, my screen went away. Oh, 
I was trying to bring up this thing. It's, it's, it's the official CFL uh, free agent tracker. And uh, do you want to go team to team? Do you guys have this up? Charles, do you have it? I'm just bringing it up right now. Yeah, I got it up. Okay, so Montreal, you got Mika Aw. Going down the list, you see anybody that's interesting to you? Oh, look, Dominic Davis is a free agent. <laughs> Trevor Harris is a free agent. 36-year-old quarterback is a free agent. Eugene Lewis. He'd be a guy to be interested in. Jake Winicky. Great receiver. Another one. Another name on this list, that Chandler Worthy, just for his special teams returns. Oh, yes, unbelievable. Free agent. Okay, jumping down to Ottawa, Nick Arbuckle. Darwin Adams. Yeah. Darwin. Uh, Nate Bahar. Kwaku Botang. Uh, he's All these guys have signed uh, Devontae Dedman. Caleb Evans. Lewis Ward, good he, kicker. Yes, he's money. He might be the best kicker in the league. I think Sean White is right now. William Powell. Antoine Pernault. Lucumbra Williams? Lucumbra. You know, that this is what happens with these one-year contracts. Look at the amount of free agents Ottawa has. They're all a Two, mile four, long. Six, how can, eight, how can you? 10... 12, 14, 16, 18, 28, 22, 24, 26, 28, 32, 34, 36, 38, 40. There's 43 agents on Ottawa. What's a roster? 52? 53 men. Like, how many Seriously, if you're a fan, how can you get attached to a player? I mean... No wonder they uh, crap every year. They don't have time to gel because most of their team changes. Yeah, it's true. Good Lord. Right. That's uh, Going down it. Toronto Argonauts now, we got Boris Beatty up there, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Tavarius Daniels, Jaguar Davis, Glitton Jr., Enoch Mwamba. Another good receiver. Uh, A.J. Ouellette, uh, Shaquille Richardson, Eric Rogers. They've got some pretty healthy guys There's a lot of good names out there. Yeah. Oh, look, Lamar Durant. (laughs) Maybe someone can make them their highest paid receiver again. Edmonton. Go there. Problem with Lamar Durant is he would probably get injured signing his contract. <laughs> Simone Lawrence. Oh, look, Bo Levi Mitchell. <laughs> Hamilton legend. Yeah. Jovan Santos Knox. Matt Schlitz. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mike Benson. He used to be a lion. Stanley Bryant. Darby Ellingson. 
Grant retire. Grant is an in, Grant is an interesting one. That'd be a name I'd be interested in. Yeah. yeah. Hardrick Hardrick Yoshi. Yoshi's getting up in the age. Yeah, he didn't look very good in the Grey Cup game. No. He got owned in the Grey Cup game. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Not good. Uh, over at Saskatchewan, you got Dan Clark. He'll he'll resign. Larry oh, Dean, he'll uh, resign. He didn't go one anywhere. Thing, one thing back uh, on Winnipeg, uh, Dalton Schoen hasn't had any NFL offers as of yet, so he maybe no. will resign back no. in Winnipeg. Well, no, I heard though he's going to be doing workouts next week. Is he okay? He, I read he's that still today. Under actually, contract. he's still under contract. They'll release him if he. Yeah, gets well, so so is uh, so is uh, Nathan Rourke. What I'm saying is that he is a Winnipeg Blue Bomber unless he gets an right. NFL deal. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't be a free agent. He wouldn't be on the yeah. list. He's right? not a free right. agent. No. Saskatchewan's got a few there. There's Sankey. The Shaquille. Williams, Calgary, Reggie Bagleton, Derek Dennis, Colton Hunchak. I don't know if he's coming back. Sean Lemon. Sean Lemon's going to sign in Calgary if he if he plays because he's this, the only place he was any good. How old is he? He's going to be getting up there. Sean Lemon's got to be in his upper thirties. Yeah, he is. I think he's 38. I remember when he came here a few years ago, people were wondering if he's too old. <laughs> Sean Lemon. Oh, he's only 34. Okay. Oh, wow. Seems, over seems like he's been... He'll be 35 yet, next year. Who is Somebody is up to 38 years old. Is it Stanley Bryant? That might be it, because he's been around for a long time, too. Yeah. Stanley Bryant's 36. He'll be 37 before the season starts. Okay. Edmonton Elk. Manny Arsenault. Jerron Carter's been was he needs released. To retire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he needs to retire. Ed Ganey, Sean yeah. Lacey, Kenny Lawler. Eventually, he's taking a pay cut if he comes back, no matter where he comes back. He's not getting yeah, two hundred and thirty grand from anybody. Well, Lawler's no. on the way back to Lawler's on the way back to Winnipeg until he got hurt in that in his last game with Edmonton. That is a rumor that has been unsubstantiated. I, uh, from what I hear, uh. That's My sources what tell me Winnipeg probably gonna Blue happen. Bomber fans are wanting. No, I think he wanted back. Darrell Walker. And the BC Lions. Delvin Bro has retired. They actually have one of the shortest lists here of any team. Yeah, yeah Delvin Bro's already some, retired. There's some important people on it, including uh, Sean yeah. White, Suk Chung, uh, Joel Figueroa, Peter Gobber, TJ Lee, Bola Combo. 
Brian Burnham's on here. I don't think he's coming back, to be honest. But um, James he Butler. Did not, he did not play poorly this year. He just didn't play much. Too many injuries. Yeah. And when you get to a point where you can't stay healthy, it might be time to hang it up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what is this? The uh, Ottawa Red Blacks have uh, reduced their list of head coach finalists down to three. Fortunately, well, should we continue with that? I don't know. Bob Dice is one of them. Uh, Waiting for the story to load. Who are the other two? Mark Washington. Mark Washington. And Corey Mace. Mark Washington, who is the defensive coordinator for Hamilton Tiger Cats right now. Corey Mace. Now, Corey Mace, is he with the Riders or is is he with Calgary? I thought he was with uh, Calgary. Yeah, I think Calgary. I hate these newspaper articles because they never stay up. They always go bopping all over the place. Talks about oh, Washington. He's over at Hamilton. It doesn't say much about Mace is a fast grade. You know, he was named Toronto Argonauts defensive coordinator in January. He's in, in Toronto after spending 12 years with the Stampeders. That's right. He was the, the defensive line coach with the Stampeders. Then he went to the Argos as the defensive coordinator. I don't know. Bob Dice has been the intern head coach three times, and all three times, or two out of the three times, he's been replaced by somebody less qualified. Does he get a shot at it? Charles, what do you think? Honestly, of those three choices, he would probably be my pick. When he wanted. He's got some head coaching experience, and he knows that he's been with the team, so he knows uh, with the players and stuff like that. Give him a shot. He's never really had a chance to run a team right through from a training camp. I mean, I mean, hell, at that this point in Ottawa, you can't get any worse pretty much than what you've been doing, so why not try it? But he's been I'm of the I mean, philosophy of uh, why the hell of Buck Pierce. Why the hell would I want that job? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get fired. He'll be unemployed in a year. I'm gonna take some crazy right. money at him, like three years. If they threw like a three-year deal at at Buck Pierce, then I could see, you know. But I don't, I don't think, think he would that do it. Was, I don't think he would do it. No, I don't think he wants to go. He's like, this is, not, this is crap. I don't want to be here. He he still has lots to learn. Look, I mean, Dave Dickinson waited. Uh, he he stayed under Huff for a few extra years, right? He didn't. Yeah. Uh, and I still don't think he learned enough. I don't. The the, bond, the Stampeders are not the team that they were when Huff was coaching. 
No, no. You know what? Stamps have four great cups of Huffnagel's uh, coaching in 16 and 17. Yeah. Okay. Moving down our list here. CFL expansion. Why are they not close? Mm. Well, the average. Do we even want to touch this one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a perception out there that people who are grown adults that, you know what? do their taxes every year and they they have a budget and they follow that budget and and probably very responsible but when it comes to CFL expansion that doesn't seem to carry over because they just assume that let's put a team in Quebec City with no with no with no building no no stadium no interested owner um fickle fan base Laval doesn't count I mean they just say, well, Laval, they could play Montreal 20 times a year. Like, that's not – if I'm an investor, I'm not investing on, 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 those, on those reasons. And there's just not enough – there's not enough interest. Like, there's no private ownership. No, one, no one's coming up, hey, I'm going to write in a check. Um, the government – no one's building a new stadium. And you can't play in a dinky stadium with no, you know, modern-day amenities. So, I mean, it's it's a dead issue until someone writes a check. That's the way I feel. Well, you're 100% correct. But realistically, looking at it, where in Canada, if you had all of the check marks marked off on the box of what you needed for a team, and all of those teams... Where in Canada would you put a football team? Halifax. <laughs> Why? It's five, five east. It, it balances the divisions out. Five east, five west. And then that's, you have that, a... That's emotional. Well, if we go to one division, then I don't care. Right? Um, I, it's, it's, not fa- it's not practical. There just simply isn't a fan base there. There's not enough people. Well, but I think there'd be more. I think there's more of a fan base there than Quebec City. I uh, disagree. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. No, I totally disagree with that. I mean, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see uh, Quebec City CFL crazy. I don't. I don't see anything. And I'm not saying that neither Halifax is Halifax. Is no. What? I, I think. I think we're arguing who's the tallest midget here, but. <laughs> I mean, well, no, my, my point is, is really simple, is I honestly don't think that there's a city in Canada that we should expand to. Regardless I, I, of who's got money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one, but I don't think they're not big enough quite yet, maybe in 20 years. And I don't know if they're right, but Saskatoon, maybe in like 10, no, 20 years. no. No, no, no. I've never no. bought that. No, no way. You're not going to split that fan base. There's the riders are a many, provincial team. There, there's That's probably fair. as many rider fans in Saskatoon as there is in Regina. No, I just threw that the name mountain. out there, but but if yeah, you're looking at some, there there would be some interest. It would be Saskatoon. But, no, but it, honestly, it, it, said, 
if there any was a team city in Saskatoon Canada, would be the redheaded stepchild. Well, it would ca- it would it would cannibalize the uh, yeah. the riders' yeah. Uh, fan base. Yeah, and, and and they're fickle as it is. I, I honestly I think that the only only city in Canada that, that may be able to support a CFL team would be London, Ontario. Yeah, maybe. There's enough there. population around London that they would be able to support it. Now, whether or not they do or whether or not there's anything, there's no, A, there's no stadium, there's no owner, there's no nothing else, that we're a decade away from even thinking about it. Um, you know, it, no, there's not a place in Canada. I would put a team, no. I would put a team tomorrow, tomorrow in San Diego or in St. Louis. <laughs> Both teams lost NFL teams. Both teams have football, mm-hmm. are football fanatic cities. Both teams, yeah. I mean, if you put a team in San Diego right now, that'll be the third largest TV audience in, in the yeah. CFL. Now, if the money was right, yeah, because travel costs would, get, would, would be high, right? Wouldn't that, that would be... San Diego, St. Louis, not so yeah. much. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think you, what you're saying. Do you know what Halifax looking, would change to the travel cost of the CFL teams? I mean, yeah, you can't get there from Vancouver. You can't get there no. from Winnipeg. Everybody has to go to Toronto to, yeah. to go to Halifax. I mean, the amount of expense that that would take on would be horrendous. Where you can go to St. Louis from just about anywhere. Um you're looking for another Baltimore situation, basically, is what the CFL needs to find, which, and which is both of those cities, both San Diego and St. Louis. It will also hurt your TV numbers because they're like from the West Coast. It's like four hours difference. So if you're starting at 7:30 in Halifax, it's 3:30 in Vancouver. You're not going to have people in the West watching that because they're everyone, especially if the uh, Thursday or Friday because everyone's still at work. Well, you'd have to have a Saturday, yeah. Saturday or Sunday games, right? Yeah. Saturday afternoon. Well, it's the same thing. How do you do a 7 o'clock game in uh, 7.30 start in B.C.? It's starting at midnight in, in Atlanta, Canada. <laughs> starting, starting at midnight. You know, 11.30. By the time the game gets going, you're midnight. That's why we yeah, don't, don't have anybody I, in the podcast east of Winnipeg. It's too oh. late for Toronto people to be on here because it would start at 11 o'clock at night and we wouldn't finish till 1 in the morning. It was just I, completely... I just, in, but I'm just work. generally, this, this talk was more about people just thinking uh, a team is easily, you know, a team can easily be, yeah. you know, <laughs> pop up in a in a... You know, oh yeah, let's go to Quebec City, and we'll just it'll magically just you know uh, we'll play in a seven thousand seat stadium, and somehow we'll be able to pay out you know like yeah. three point two million in, in salaries. Do you know how and many that, people have said that you can put a team in Victoria or Kamloops oh, or Pelota or Prince so George? I by that. I know. I know. Why don't we put one in Red Deer, Thunder Bay? I've heard Thunder Bay. Um, Oh, uh, Alaska. Which... Alaska's a good one, okay? <laughs> they actually have a beautiful indoor stadium. Okay? At, at one point in time, I wrote an essay on, on putting a team in Anchorage. 
Because what, I honestly I would, I would, believe that that is viable. They have the a, a, from, a football star the, fan base up there. What's the, the NFL is Mon- ignoring them. What's the flight from Montreal to Anchorage? <laughs> I'm not disputing that, okay? Yeah. I'm, what I'm telling you is yeah. that you have, you have an owner up there, you have a stadium up there, and you have a fan base up there. I mean, all it takes is an owner deep pocket to subsidize things. You could probably get something going. In, I mean, in that in that case, but uh, you know, you know, they they so badly want an NFL team. I don't know how many times they sent contingency or a contingent down to to, to argue the, their case that they they should have an NFL team in in Alaska, and, and everybody laughs at them. And I always get annoyed, too, by people say, when you bring up the stadium, then the people say, well, look at that temporary stadium that BC played in. They built it for like $20 million or something like that. These are people that did not go to that stadium. I did go to that stadium, the stadium that had no indoor plumbing, the stadium yeah. that had no proper concession, <laughs> that just had food, that just had... Um, yeah. um, they didn't have um, any dressing rooms. They didn't have dressing no. rooms. They had trailers. Well, also, they, didn't, they had food trucks. Uh, they had metal benches that you were sitting on in the end zone. In the summer, you burnt your ass. In the fall, you froze. You I froze. Mean, that was and not any also, type of yeah. long-term solution. No. And, and yet people and also, always bring that up, and it's not a, it's not viable. Also, no yeah. private suites, right, which adds no. income to the bottom line, right? So it's, There were no suites. There were no nothing. That was not a long-term solution. It was never meant to be. It, and that's it, it not was the answer. fun. You're not going to build a profession. It was fun. It was, it was a fun. neat little, neat little jaunt. But yeah. I'll tell you, if they'd have been there four or five years, uh, I'd have, that would have worn off really quickly. Um, but let, let's go back for a second, Charles. It, I've, in, in BC Place, I've had some of the best seats. I've had, like, front row center Front row right. of at the 55-yard line. I've been front row of the upper balcony around the 55-yard line. I've been in the end zone. I've, I've been in, uh, in, in, the, in, a, in a booth. I've been in the suite. I've been all over the place. I've been like the or- Club Orange, which you like. I love. That's my favorite. I choice. do too, yeah. Do you know where I've been where I enjoy the absolute best time? I know exactly what you're going to say. I was talking about it yesterday with Kareem. Yeah. Thunderbird Stadium Thunderbird at UBC. Stadium, UBC. We had a preseason game there because there was a rugby championship at BC Place or something. Yep. And and uh, and and why was it the best? What 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 because gives the, the atmosphere for you? Because a, a whole group of us from the page all got to sit together and uh, talk and cheer on the the team for the game, which we never really got to do because at BC Place we're all spread out. We're all in our own season ticket seats, right? Right, which are all over the stadium. Where and that was cool because it was general admission that night. Exactly. Now, do you think that the preseason game should be the same thing? What's that? At BC Place, preseason games at BC Place should be stadium seating or festival seating. I actually kind of wish you'd just go back to Thunderbirds preseason games. Hmm. Never know what the weather's going to be at that time of year. No, that's true. And you got a beautiful well, stadium; you should use it. 
Uh, my point yeah. being is that it was really nice for us to be able to sit together. Like there was 35 of us that were all online friends, and we we very rarely get to see each other in person, if ever. You know, or you talk for five minutes before the game, a couple minutes after, and you go your separate ways, and you go to your separate seats. That's why Winnipeg Stadium, IG Field's good because you can you can stand at the rail with all your buddies and just and watch the game. Great view, the open concourse. It's a great uh, it's a great feature is, feature of it. That is very much an envy of the BC Play Stadium. Yeah, I think you don't have a stadium the capability is, is a, is of doing a, that. A much better stadium, but you do have some some features that we do not. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I agree it, with that. And it, it really attracts the younger fan base too, because it ends up this like right. some of them don't even watch the game; they're just there to uh, have a big party. So, uh, and uh, that's where I sit. Okay, I sit up in what used to be Club Orange, and it is literally there's no just to find seating, you just there's a yep. bar, there's a, a restaurant up there, and well, there used to be there. I don't think there is anymore. I think you've got to go downstairs for food. But you know what? They were serving food because I sat there for the for the West semifinal. They were serving food that day. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, well, when I first went up there, or when it used to be called President's Club, um, it, they they used to have a buffet. It was a huge yep. buffet that was included with it. That's right. It was roast roast beef and all sorts of stuff. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, no, that that there's definitely some benefits, and I, I paid that twice the price for it. I didn't care. I don't care. It it, it, it would be worth it. Who was who was that was talking to us that says they were trying to find a uh, suite for the Grey Cup in 2024? That was my my cousin was mentioning that he had messaged me about that. Okay. Uh, I'm in. Count count me in the number. Yeah. Well, my cousin's coming down for the Grey Cup in 2024 because he's never been to one and he's always wanted. So he's like, yeah, he's like, maybe we should get a suite. I'm like, hmm, interesting thought. Yeah. Interesting idea. If they're they're available, to, you know, because I think they they sit 15 people. Yeah. Okay. Count me in that number. Hmm. Okay. Um. CFX, CFL expansion has to be into America. How do you expand the CFL into America? You get rid of a ratio. Yep. That's kind of goal. Go anyways, but... Um, if in 1994 was the first year that the um, Baltimore Stallions played the CFL and they went to the Grey Cup with Don Matthews as the coach... And they, Don Matthews was the brainchild behind that team. And he built a contender from day one. Yeah. In 1995, he won the Grey Cup. And that team was only getting better every year. Like it was. If the CFL stayed in, the, in America, that would have, 1994 would have been the last time a Canadian team won the Grey Cup. Yeah, I agree. Um, because even in 96, I think Birmingham was pretty good. They were probably even better than Calgary. They were, and, yep. And, and, and if you watch that 95 Grey Cup game, it was a windy, shitty, uh, another shitty weather game in Regina. And 
uh, Baltimore just dominated the line of scrimmage, both sides. Yep. And Calgary just, I mean, Flutie couldn't do anything because the, the and Calgary the whole time. Yeah, and Calgary's defense couldn't uh, couldn't stop Pringle because they just opened hole after hole. It was it was ridiculous. So yeah. it was. Uh, so without question, without question, Baltimore would have had a dynasty until another American team broke it. As long as they uh, got the right, uh, you know. Can you imagine Wally Buono heading up or Hoffnagel heading up an American team? They'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, Hoffnagel finds quarterbacks? I don't know. I think Wally's – you know who finds quarterbacks? <laughs> and help me here, Roy Shivers. Roy Shivers. Yeah. Roy Shivers the quarterback group. He's a good, good eye for sure. Is he, he's back yeah. in Saskatchewan or not? Who's that? Madison? No, um, Shivers. Where's, no, he he, I think he's retired. He's now. retired. Okay, yeah. I, I thought retired. I heard his name. I thought I heard his name come back up. No, his I think kid was, is, is coaching or managing somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he last worked for the Lions, but that was like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I'm not even sure he's alive. No, I think he's still alive. I know he's not working the CFL anymore. He's 81 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, I, I believe the last time he was working was with BC. He was Because he's a good friend of Wally Buono's. You know, it would be a bad place. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, you know, it would be a bad place for to think about uh, expansion. Well, not think about, but uh, Nebraska. You'd have to like, you know, you have the Cornhuskers there, but they only play ten games a year. Six, you know, six at home probably with three season. I I mean, there's a plethora of cities that we can name off. Okay, I I would even say Detroit. Okay. And, and there's an argument for a Canadian city would be Windsor. If you put a, a team in, if you put a team in Windsor, your, your majority of your your um, season ticket holders would be Americans from Detroit, Pontiac. Unfortunately, they don't have a stadium. No, they don't have a stadium. But neither does London. Neither does Quebec. Neither yeah. does Halifax. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about a team, I mean, Windsor, Ontario, would be because. It, it, Live broadcasting, okay, not live as in at this moment, but live as in not cable, okay? All of Detroit got nothing but Toronto TV their entire life. Yeah. The people who were raised in Detroit watched Canadian television because there were so many channels coming out of Toronto. They know the CFL inside and out. They're bigger CFL fans than the people in Toronto are. Detroit would be a wonderful place to put a team, especially considering what kind of a pathetic football team the Their Lions NFL are. team is crap. Right? I mean, it would devastate the Detroit Lions. It really would. So, there's a, like I said, there's a plethora of American teams that, or, or cities that I could name off. Portland. Um, Detroit, uh, Nebraska, uh, Fargo, 
North Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, There's just so many of them. But you've got to pick one that's got a stadium because nobody's going to build a CFL stadium down there. And you've got to find a stadium that can be modified to be a CFL field because you can't go down there and play on a smaller field. No one's going to build a no, no, CFL no. stadium in Canada either. That looks silly. No. What was that stadium? Was it in Memphis that was like half or 10 yards or oh, Liberty Bowl. There was some spots <laughs> in it where the, the, the end zone was seven yards deep. And half of yeah, it was artificial and turf the, or something? Corners, yeah. corners were cut. Well, that's, that's BMO Field right now. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're half and half there because they – they built it and it did not have CFL specifications, and they have that where it's half turf and half natural grass. Natural grass is, still, the, is the field, and then I'm the end zones are turf. There hasn't been more injuries there. Hang on here. Okay. I just found something interesting. What is this? Rob Vanstone from. October of 1992, Roy Shivers' upcoming visit to Regina is an opportunity for the Rough Riders and their fans to extend words of appreciation to a key builder. Oh, he's just going up there for a visit. He's not going up there to work. They asked what Roy Shivers thought, what he was going to do with his time when he's in Regina, and he said, eat. (laughs) Oh, I plan on eating. Okay. Uh, Jump back over here to run another time. Uh, Is TSN still good for the CFL? Is Is this your own question there? Or is this the one that Rudy put up? Well, this is one that Rudy had put up, and I understand yeah. why he asked it, because quite frankly, you get a lot of these people out there whining and complaining, oh, CFL hurts the league, CFL, blah, blah, blah. They should be on yeah. CTV, blah, 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 nonsense. Yeah. And I, 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 so I know why he's asking it, and it's actually a good question. But uh, honestly... It's more... If the it's CFL more of a, without PSN, they probably the CFL's gone. CFL the probably be gone. dead. But yeah, no. people go CBC. No, CBC was a joke. Yes and like no. Their coverage was They're, bad. Br- on air was it good. wasn't on. Yeah, on air was good. But their um, uh, their coverage was body, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, there was nobody no, covers this, the CFL. It doesn't matter who you are right now. I think the main argument with TSN is TSN has to be purchased in a cable package. Yeah. It's not free. So people who don't buy cable packages can't watch the CFL. There's always going to be hockey night in Canada. Right. But right? even now... So why isn't there a football night in Canada? Why is not at least one game... A week on CTV. CTV no, that's the same question. owners. That's yeah. Bell. Yeah. yeah. You know, but why don't you a have a, a a highlight game of the week on CTV? 
But why TSN they... has good TSN has good TV numbers though. They don't really need to, you know, put it on CTV. I guess they're happy with what what they have. Rudy, their I mean, numbers I, are good. They're not great. I think I think they should put one game a week on like CTV or at least the playoffs would would kind of make sense. Um, but as for like what the TSN, I mean, they do every game. People complain they don't do they do midweek. Um, they have midweek highlight package shows. They do yep. um, post game shows. And the thing is, people are like, well, the NFL. Like you compare the NFL where there's billion dollar budgets, and it's like you can't compare the Canadian TV to American TV. It's that's a, that's a non-starter. Yeah, and. and it would be that they only shouldn't carry the NFL. I'm sorry, they're a sports network. They're not yeah, going to want to carry one of the most valuable sports properties in the yeah. world. No, exactly. They're also a business. They're not a marketing. They're not a marketing company. They're not. They're not the Canadian Football Network. They're not CFN. Remember no CFN. They're, they they get to do other and people are like, oh, they should do this and do this, and yeah. and they go. Well, the NFL has a three hour. Uh, pregame show well they have 32 teams how long do you need to queue up how long do you need to queue up an ottawa red blacks montreal alouettes game on a thursday night like do we need an hour no you need like 10 minutes and and 10 minutes after the game i mean and then if you want your and there's there's enough social media platforms to get more detailed information on, on the games too so and now the cfl needs to do a better job of marketing social media and and maybe streaming services and all sorts of uh well i think the problem is cfl's got all of their eggs in one basket they you know they've basically got everything into tsn and and they they don't have the right to stream tsn has the exclusive rights to stream yeah okay I mean, you could put this up on a YouTube channel. You could put it up on just about anything, and you could have CFL games go. I mean, I just canceled my TSN subscription, $19 a month, right? Jeez. And, and in, in May of next year, I'll probably sign it up again. I don't know, unless I find something better. See, the only subscription I that I have. The uh, the Jets play on TSN, their regional games, so they have like 65 regional games on TSN every year. So for us in Winnipeg, yeah, we everybody has TSN. Yeah, you see, I wouldn't I – hockey's the most boring sport out there. It's right up there with fucking <laughs> ping pong, fucking I tennis. Pay 11 bucks. <laughs> I pay 11 bucks a month and I get everything, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and so be it. I mean, we we have some other subscriptions in the in the household, you know, whether it's uh, Paramount Plus or Prime or Netflix, right? But put it on Netflix. Put it somewhere. You know? No, that make that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I kept you know, I kept hearing people talking about this uh, new U.S. deal that they might be working on that's supposed to be worth forty to sixty million dollars, but I. Haven't no, heard it's anything not. more it's, about that. It, no, it, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, stop. They said that it's worth four times what the existing contract is. Okay. The existing contract with ESPN and the CFL is $200,000 a year. So if it's four okay. times so that, it's, 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 it's still under a million dollars. 
Okay. And the, and the answer to that was, and what idiot said, uh, Ambrosi said, was that it had nothing to do, it wasn't a revenue stream so much as it was an awareness. Why are we trying to get awareness in America? Maybe we're going to put a team there? No, can't do that. Uh, maybe we're going to get a better TV deal? Well, not if you're only negotiating for four times better than that. I mean, in all honesty, they should be – the problem with ESPN, which I, I love the coverage that they're putting on down there. I mean, they're basically just broadcasting TSN feed, right? It's, it's just yep. TSN being fed down there. So it's not costing them anything to do this. It's just being handed this fee. Um, why don't they have them on, on, on broadcast? We're lucky yeah. if they get one one game every three weeks on, on regular cable down there, and the rest of them are on ESPN Stream. ESPN Plus. Yeah. ESPN Plus. Well, usually, yeah. I mean, I think you might see them on in June or July. You'll see a CFL game on like the ESPN regular network. But, yeah, right, but then as soon as the NF, NFL starts, it's, it's, yeah. it's, everything's gone to streaming. They do decent numbers for what for, – for those – the lack of exposure. I mean, people do tune in to ESPN free to watch the CFL. So it's, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the CFL, if they did minimal, minimal marketing, they could probably improve those numbers. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they get like a couple hundred thousand per game uh, with no marketing whatsoever. So if they actually yeah. put some effort into it, they should be yeah. able to get better numbers. Well, yeah. there's only 400,000 a, a, a weekend in, or per game in in Canada. Yeah. They should be able to blow that away down in America. No exposure, though. ESPN should be a larger contract than TSN. Well, CFL's had... It's because of the sheer number of people. There's more Americans paying attention to the CFL than there are Canadians paying attention to the CFL. Maybe not as hardcore, but you remember that, that survey that ESPN did about eight years ago, Charles, you remember that? I do. Yeah. And the, the question was, do you follow or do you closely follow the Canadian football league? Do you know what the answer was, Rudy? Uh, nope. 10%. 10% of the American population either follows or closely follows the CFL. That's so that 35 30, 30 million, million people. Yeah. 33 and a half million people. That's the entire population of Canada. It's everybody that, in Canada. It, even if that number is over exaggerated, even fifteen million would still be would do. There's right. fifteen million in Canada. No, fifteen. Half the population. 15. Yeah. If you yeah, have half that the population of Canada. No. Yeah. 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 If 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 there's fifteen million people down in America paying attention to our game, there isn't that many people in Canada paying attention to our game. Oh, wow. uh, we're lucky to get 10% of the Canadian population, which is 
35 million people, 36 million people would be 360,000. No, 3.5 million. It's 10% is 3.5. And we're getting ratings, TV ratings of four or 500,000 a show. That's 1% of the Canadian population. Less than. Yeah. No, greater than. Just 1%. Well, I mean, Mark, imagine if you could get... I mean... You know, that's the key word. Everybody says it's all about marketing. It's all about marketing. It's all about marketing. It's not about marketing. It's not marketing. You can market the snot out of something, and it's not going to get any better. I've been in retail business. I've been in commercial business. I've been in every business around, and I can throw money all day long at marketing, at advertisements, at this and that. It really doesn't generate my product any unless I have something that is absolutely fucking amazing. Although I will say their marketing does need to improve. I, I'm, yeah, not saying it, 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 I'm not saying it doesn't. All I'm saying is that you need to have a better product on the field. We absolutely love this game. This is a great game. Is it the best game that can, we could possibly have? No. Why not? Do you believe the that the player. NFL is the best? Do you believe that the NFL is the best football in America? Yes. Yes. Right. It's the best possible football that you can have in America, right? Is the CFL the best possible football that we could have in Canada? I would also no. No. Why? Because of the ratio. Yeah. Because of the ratio. We could do an entire show on the ratio. We had six minutes left. The second, yeah, the second you bring up the ratio, you're anti-Canadian and the, the whole. You're a racist. No, you're yeah, not. You're yeah. re- you're just being realistic. Yeah. And then, and then people go the other way and they go, they should just have, it should be all Canadians playing. <laughs> I'd stop watching. Oh, I think most people would. Oh, it'd be. It'd be you could awful. play. You could play. You could play it in high school stadiums at that point. And yeah. You still probably wouldn't fill them. No. Okay, hang on. No offense to our Canadian players because there have been some great ones, but a, a full, uh, a full um, league of just Canadian players would be unwatchable. No, sorry, we just don't be. have. We don't have the talent. But, Charles, I have a problem with what you said just a minute ago. They could put them in high school stadiums. Yeah. I don't know too many high schools that have stadiums. My old high school did. Mine didn't. You got to stand around at the sidelines, but there was no bleachers. <laughs> They're starting to and pop I, up I, more and more now. I, I understand that, Right. But I'm, I definitely would not fill a university stadium. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I mean, look at the attendance that they get for uh, U Sports now. I mean, there's a few there's a few stadiums in Canada that do well or universities that do well, but overwhelmingly, it's, I mean, 
family and friends are watching the game. Yeah, it's true. There's a few outliers like Laval, like we mentioned earlier, but they're the exception yeah. more than the rule. But they're also university towns. I mean, they're serious university right. towns. I mean, like the, Bison, the Bison NCAA outdraws the NFL. In a lot of yeah, it does. You got stadiums of a hundred thousand people that are filling up for yeah. for the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. But anyhow, that I, to me, that it, it it is absolutely a stupid, simple, no brainer. I, I just don't understand why the league can't wrap their hand around it. And then I go, we go back to the last CBA, and oh my God, don't touch the fucking ratios. We're going on strike. How could you? How could you go into the negotiations for the CBA saying that we are going to eliminate the Canadian ratio? We talk about it as if it's just simple, like just turn off the switch. You have um, to reduce it. Oh no, it's not something no, that's gonna. You, you can't reduce it. It, it. What's the point? Well, it would it would help a little bit. It would uh, give you at least better Canadian. You'd have a little more Canadian depth if you didn't have to, you know, have you know, four Canadians per, t- uh, or was it four on the field? What is it now on the field you need? How many Canadians on the field? Yeah. I, so, I think you have to have seven. Seven or eight. Seven, yeah. So you put it down to five, at least you'd be able to fill your rosters with Canadians that, you know, I mean, the backups might be semi-playable. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the ratio has to go, but until that old old school thinking goes, it's, it's, not, it's not going anywhere. That's too bad. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's do this now. It's a uh, uh, Let's Talk CFL podcast episode 513. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got 50 seconds left in the show. Uh, we're coming up now. What are we going to do, guys? Uh, we did. We we talked about this on the show last time. Is that are we going to have one more before the Christmas break? Or uh, I think we should with Will missing tonight. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to suggest to see like how much news and stuff like that there is this week, and then kind of make a decision from there. How about we okay. wait? How about two weeks? How about we do one in two weeks? No, no, we're doing one next week or not or not till January. 20 seconds left. Rudy, say goodnight. Okay, goodnight, everyone. We'll see you next week. Charles. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. We're doing a show next week unless there's no news. Okay? Yeah. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye.